Hi, my name is Steve Dickman, president for Outpost Centers International. And today we're talking about the Ukraine as we have been for a number of weeks now. And uh, just letting you know, keeping you aware of the situation there, asking for your prayers, asking for your continued support of these initiatives. The people in Ukraine are suffering today. We have the opportunity to help them. And so we're going to go, first of all, to Michael. Michael, you have been deeply involved in some initiatives very close to the front lines. Tell us what's happening there, how Adventist Help is involved, and what some of the equipment that is being uh, that has been a result of some of our generous donors, how that's being used. Thank you so much, Steve. Uh, so our team have just come from the front line. Actually, last week, we still had members of our team on the front line in eastern Ukraine. We're unable to give the exact location for security reasons, but we've been deliberating with the Ministry of Health and with the Minister of Defense of Ukraine um, on the optimal allocation of four, four uh, Swiss and medical units that we purchased with a fundraising through OCI. Um, these units uh, are ex-military. They've, they've, they're very, very well kitted out for um, war zones um, with, with running water, air conditioning, power, power systems, stretches. And um, basically, we, we brought them into the country with the goal of, of using them as components for a field hospital in, in the region that we were focusing on. Um, when we were in the region itself, though, we have had interaction with the Minister of Defense, and they've literally begged us to allocate these containers to the front line. And when we, we, we're talking about some of the worst hit regions in the far east of, of, of Ukraine, in Donetsk region. And um, the, Minister of, the, the Minister of Defense was explaining to us that, that soldiers and civilians who are, who are injured in the fighting, uh, in the airstrikes and, and by snipers, they're actually um, dying from blood loss, um, being transported to the nearest health facilities because they're just too far away. And so they've asked us to use these containers to, to be used to set up trauma stabilization points, similar to what they had in Iraq, where they actually do acute trauma stabilization and stop bleeding, manage airways, do, and do acute um, medical stabilization of these patients so that they can survive the trip to hospital. And so we're very happy to, to say that these units are, are moving straight to the front line in, in the far east of Ukraine. Um, we are unable to be there ourselves, but we're very happy that, that they're in the right hands and they'll be they'll be treating injured soldiers and civilians who are who are being injured in the in the in the attacks on the on the regions in the far east, and um, these these units will be actively saving lives in the next few weeks. Um, we we thought it better to to rather allocate them to the to the regions that needed that needed them the most than to put them into storage while we set up the larger facility facility to the west. Um, so thank you to everyone who donated for those units. Um, we're very happy that they're in the right hands. In addition, the X-ray unit that was purchased and the ultrasound facility, um, they have been allocated to an orthopedic unit, a trauma facility that is also uh, overrun with patients coming from, from the Mariupol region. And, um, and that, that X-ray unit will be helping manage these trauma patients in that surgical facility. Um, really crucial gaps that these units have helped for. And uh, so thank you to everyone for your kind donations. Adventist Help and um, has been able to get them to the right people at the right time. Not quite what we planned initially, but definitely the right place that they're supposed to be. Thank you so much, Michael, for that uh, report about how that is being used right there on the front lines to save lives in Ukraine. I'm going to go to Marcus. Marcus, I know that there's a lot happening in Moldova right now with the Adventist help units that have been set up there. Tell us how that's going and what the current needs are. At the moment, 
there is uh, mobile clinics being held. There's uh, two ambulances there. You remember we showed them before. They were donated to Adventist Help and we took them into Moldova. And with those mobile clinics, we can reach to uh, communities that are otherwise not able to come into town and, and be seen by doctors. So our doctors and nurses are actually traveling to the patients, to refugees, Ukrainians, but also to local ones, uh, local community. Uh, the latest uh, enhancement of our operation is a dental clinic. We have Dr. Steve Rinker there now. He brought some equipment that was uh, donated, uh, medical equipment, and he's gonna leave that behind when he leaves. So from the 19th of July onwards, we are looking for a, a new dentist who can pick up where he lets off because this is, his books were filled within a few hours until the end of his um, time in, in his deployment with us in Kahul. The, the need is big and we expect that to ease off a little bit when we can have a permanent service there. But for that, we have the, the hardware there, we have the equipment there, but now we need doctors, dentists who are willing to come. We have another dentist from, uh, from England, from a university, and he is uh, willing to come in October and November, but we need someone in between. So anyone willing to come and see patients there, you're most welcome. We also have uh, an offer for a donation from a church, they want to contribute to something and we would like to invite them to contribute to this dental clinic becoming mobile so that we can use it wherever we, it's needed most in Kahul and environment, but also maybe later with the idea if and when the need arises inside of the Ukraine, when we can go there, then we could uh, take that vehicle as well and be fully mobile and ready to leave at any moment. You know, as Michael said, the, the security situation is very volatile. It's not easy. You can't uh, always be sure and you have to be able to move. And that's why we need for that purpose, not containers on the ground, but containers on wheels. So this is uh, the next project. There is always more than we can do, but we are limited by the number of volunteers and of course, by the donations that we can get. Thank, thank you so much, Marcus. That's, uh, that's a good report there about what's happening in Moldova. Thank you for all of your efforts to coordinate and manage this. Friends, today, your contributions are being used to help people. We invite you to continue to support this work that's happening there in support of those people, thousands and thousands of people who have been displaced, who are in need of services. And thank you to Adventist Help for all you're doing to help meet that need. Kim Busel is on the uh, line with us this morning as well. Kim is the president for Adventist Help. Kim, give us your view of how donors and interested individuals can help best in this situation and what's happening. Well, you know, Steve, as we've gone through this uh, war of Ukraine together, it just impresses me at every step what an undeserved privilege we have to be a blessing to others, especially to those in need that are really suffering physically, emotionally, spiritually, in a trauma like this brings. You know, to Adventist Health is a handful of people, five, six of us. We're nobody. We're, we're just this little, small, insignificant group of people 
that would like to be a blessing. And here we find ourselves in Ukraine in a meeting with the deputy prime, no, the deputy minister of defense. And he's pleading with us, please help us with some trauma stabilization points. Our civilians, our soldiers are dying, they're bleeding to death before we can get them to a hospital. I'm thinking, who are we? You know, to, to supply a need like that and to have the privilege to provide four of these units for these people is a wonderful opportunity. As Michael said, it's not what we planned at the beginning, but that's where we find ourselves. And to think that they're saving lives, they're, they're there to be used at critical moments. Again, it's a wonderful opportunity. When I think of Moldova, most of the Ukrainian refugees who have stopped in Moldova, which is Ukraine's poorest neighbor, these people are stopping there because they don't have resources to go anywhere else. And to serve these people with primary health care, with dental care, with medicines. Now, you just think if, if that was you or me, or that was our mother or our grandmother that ends up over there, these people have lost every earthly position. They've seen their apartment buildings blown up. They've seen their loved ones killed in front of them. And now we can be there in Moldova to receive them, to encourage them, to give them some hope, um, comfort, to give them some affection, some care. Again, it's a wonderful opportunity. And, and the Moldovan people that have opened their hearts and opened their homes, um, as Michael John shared, some of these people live in a one-bedroom apartment, and then they take a whole family of Ukrainian refugees into their home, into their shelter, to, to provide resources for them to be able to continue to serve their neighbors, again, is a privilege. And, and it just thrills my heart that this can happen. And I appeal to our viewers, don't give up this opportunity or this privilege to do something to uplift those in need. It's a great privilege. Thank you, Kim. That uh, You're right. It is a privilege for us to be able to uh, participate and to give uh, those who are interested an opportunity to be a part of this as well. You can go to our website. You can get involved. You can be generous. You can help somebody and give them hope and give them some help right now when they're suffering. So thank you for that report, Kim. I'm going to OSTOP, Build and Restore. And uh, OSTOP, I know there's a, still several connections there that we're working on in uh, Ukraine. Tell us about what's happening there now. Yes, thank you, Steve. We have been receiving supplies from our Amazon wish list, and we have three boxes ready to be shipped out to Ukraine to help with the medical work, a lot of medical supplies, uh, things like, you know, headlamps, uh, iodine, bandages, ointments, all those things are coming in, and we're grateful for those that are uh, stepping out to help and to pitch in to support this project. We also have a vehicle that's been purchased in Germany, a Sprinter van. It's been transported over across to Ukraine, has been registered and just went in to the mechanic shop, has been serviced and is ready to be driven on the road there in Ukraine to support the work. We're looking at uh, food distribution. We're looking at supporting the handicapped population to give them proper you know, attention and to support them in transferring them from place to place as they also need shelter and food and clothing. And so we thank those that have stepped up and donated to purchase the van and to support that effort. Uh, we continue to look for volunteers that are willing to go and to serve. They can be in Poland, they can be in 
Ukraine, they can work at the clinic, they can support the orphanage. There's many different projects that are still ongoing. And so we're very grateful for the support that we've received. Thank you everyone for your prayers, for your concerns. We thank you for financially supporting this effort. And I know that together we can do more. Thank you, Ostap. Uh, blessing to hear that uh, that van is active now, getting ready to transport, uh, transporting those people who are handicapped, who need a little extra hand, who don't have what they need to get around. So that's a blessing. And we'll be praying for those supplies that they will be where they need to be at the right moment in time. And I uh, want to just say a word about your camp project we have there. It uh, The building continues, the efforts to continue to provide for those orphans who are being sheltered at your camp, about 140 or 50 of them, and uh, their situation is that they need bathroom and shower facilities and places where they can really help these young people with their needs. And so continue to pray for that part of the project and uh, that the Lord will send the funds that are needed to finish that out. It's about a $300,000 project. I think we're up to probably about 160 or 170,000 now at this point. Those funds are being sent to the Ukraine to be used there in construction of this project. Please continue to keep that in your prayers and to join with us as we support the effort as well to help those young children who have been displaced by this conflict. Friends, today I want to thank you so much for your continued support. I want to thank you for your continued prayers. And I want to thank you that we can work together on behalf of our Ukrainian brothers and sisters who are suffering at this point in time. Many of them have lost their homes, they've lost family members, and their situation is in great need. Keep this in prayer. Please share this report with others that you know, and may we continue to be a blessing to those in need.